0: What up, everyone? Welcome to the Smoke and Tire Podcast. This week's episodes are brought to you by J.B. Weld, the world's strongest bond. Listen, if you've been anywhere near car people, you have heard of J.B. Weld. We have used it to fix things for more than 50 years. The pros trust it, but why even hire a pro when J.B. Weld's adhesive products make it so easy to do it yourself? Whether it's a DIY home project, an automotive repair, plumbing, marine, or more. For projects big and small, at home or in your garage, use JB Weld. In fact, JB Weld products can be used on practically anything. Metal, wood, plastics, glass, ceramics, and more. Keep it in your toolbox, your kitchen drawer, and even the back of your truck. Speaking of which, JB Weld just acquired Herculiner, the original DIY truck bed liner. So if you're looking for the world's strongest truck bed liner, Herculiner's got you covered there as well. Sidebar, I said I was going to use the Herculiner to paint a fake rug on my floor, and I did. I painted a fake rug in my lobby with Herculiner bed liner and a combination of that and paint, and it's awesome. It looks cool. Go check it out on my Instagram. Be your strongest self. Use JB Weld, the world's strongest bond. It is available at jbweld.com, Walmart, Amazon, Home Depot, Lowe's, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, Napa, O'Reilly's, Michaels, and more. JB Weld Epoxy products are proudly made in the USA. Yeah, JB Weld. We love them. HelloFresh is here this week and HelloFresh is delicious. They have a special deal going on, 14 meals plus free shipping, hear me out. With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Here's the deal. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes or less. I want to address each of those points. Stressful meal planning, I feel you on that. I get into a rut where I make the same five or six things that I can autopilot without a recipe, and finding something new to make from scratch is stressful. Grocery store trips are a pain in the ass. We know this, okay? They just are. There's nothing we can do about it. And I don't like leftovers, so I would end up going to the grocery store every single day for fresh ingredients. Enjoying cooking. Same thing. I love cooking, but the hardest part of cooking for me is finding new things to cook. With HelloFresh, they send you the ingredients, the spices, the sauces, everything pre-measured so you can try a new recipe without having to commit to some giant jar of spice or sauce that you'll never know if you if you use the second half. It's like you need to buy like a $12 spice to make a recipe for two. That's not good. HelloFresh solves that. Getting dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes or less. I have made at least 15 to 20 meals from HelloFresh and I don't know about 30 minutes or less. Some were like 30 to 40 if you count the total prep, but 30 to 40 for a delicious meal starting from things are in the refrigerator is pretty, pretty good. I am really about these options, right? And they're offering a great, really, really good deal. Go to HelloFresh.com slash smoking tire 14 and use code smoking tire 14 for up to 14 meals plus free shipping. Okay? So you got to go to the website. And use the code. You got to do both. HelloFresh.com slash smokingtire14 and use code smokingtire14 for up to 14 meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit for a reason because it's delicious. It's delicious. And speaking of listening up, Raycon's earbuds. These Bluetooth wireless earbuds are super super awesome they sent me uh, a set i didn't really know how to uh set them up on my phone i literally just uh, charged them using a micro usb in this little case uh I, I i just powered them on activated bluetooth on my phone and then boom they just like connected and uh a podcast just Started playing, and that was it. They were connected. And um, I didn't really know that I wanted earbuds before until these Raycons honestly changed my mind. Here's why one, I have big, stupid ears, you know, and those other earbuds that are the really, really popular ones that are like white that a lot of people are using, they're made by the phone company, those don't fit. In my ears. They fall out. You know, if I move my head around, they just fall out. And that was a problem when they had wires, and it's still a problem now that they don't. The Raycons, they have multiple different attachments that that attach for different ear sizes. It stays in my ears. I took a really long, like two and a half hour drive the other day wearing them. I did not have to make any earbud adjustments. I put them in once. They just stayed. You get crisp, powerful beats, half the price of other premium audio brands. They look great, and they feel even better. They come in a whole bunch of different colors with customizable gel tips, like I just said, for a comfortable in-ear fit. Bracons are built to go wherever you go with quick and seamless Bluetooth pairing and a compact charging case. Now that they're paired, literally every time I take them out of the case, I just put them in my ears, I turn them on, they're they're paired, that's it. They're done. And then I put them in the case, and they automatically power off. Done. Easy. Listen up. Raycon's offering 15% off all of their products for my listeners. And here's what you have to do. Go to buy... Raycon.com slash smoking. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N Raycon.com slash smoking. You get 15% off your entire Raycon order, and it's such a good deal you'll want to buy a pair and a spare. That's 15% off at BuyRaycon.com slash smoking. BuyRaycon.com slash smoking. And of course, this show is brought to you by our friends at Tradecraft Farms, purveyor of the most delicious, scrumptious, delightful THC and CBD products that exist in California. If you're here in the civilized world, ask for it by name at your legal dispensary or visit one of their brand name dispensaries in the Southern California area. If not, if you're not in California where, you know, we can just have these things, then give them a follow on Instagram, Tradecraft Farms. Tell them your boy, The Smoking Tire, sent you. We appreciate it. Just make us look good. That's all. Just make us look good for the sponsors. We don't ask for much. Just make us look good. All right. On this episode of The Smoking Tire Podcast, that's The Crew Show. Me and Zach are in studio telling... and Oh my God, Zach has a tale. He went on a road trip in a hydrogen car and it did not go well. This is a story and it's it's ridiculous. Also, Zach drove the new Bronco, talks about that. I drove the Mercedes GLA 45, talked about that, and I don't really remember what else we talked about. (laughs) You guys are going to find out alongside me on this crew show. Welcome to uh, a show it's nine uh, in the morning this is a this is a very early show for us uh i had to i had to be here at seven to drive a client to the airport because we offer airport service at wccs and no task too small for the owner sometimes sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do right so uh, yes i did drive uh, someone to the airport this morning fucking was a shit show down really? there oh boy it was not it's because of the construction Construction plus, I think the uh, volume of travelers right now out out uh, paces the volume of airport employees uh, at all levels. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't have they don't have they don't have the airport running on all cylinders necessarily. But there's like a million. I mean, literally, probably a million people a month going out of LAX. You know? Oh
1: yeah, I flew. Um American Airlines to go to, where did I just go? Austin for the Bronco launch. And uh, I haven't seen a line for TSA. Like, I mean, it was one of those like around the blocks up the stairs kind of things. Pre check was fine. But for anyone else, and and they had signs up that were like, American Airlines is, you know, in the process of ramping up for the new demand. Please bear with us. I was like, half these people are not making their flight. Right. I felt really bad. Yeah. And everyone, you know,
0: people, not to do hacky, pandemic material, but like just to touch on it for real quick, people have sort of forgotten how to travel. And so fortunately for Zach and I, we're in the pre-check line where the we, you know, the professionals, yeah. you know, before, like we were, my shit was died. 2019, my travel habits were fucking dialed. I could, I could pack without using a single brain cell. I could get from the, the Uber to the gate, from the Uber to the Delta lounge to the gate, High as balls, without being <laughs> concerned about anything. My whole body was on autopilot. The belt comes off and it goes in the here and, the and You put the da-da. full on autopilot. Fucking thirty mg's deep, no problem. Yep. Man, some but some people they didn't have they didn't have muscle memory for that shit. So going back, even my first couple of flights back, I was like,
1: oh shit. Wait, I wait. like to see people that have lots of bracelets and they <laughs> get buzzed. You know, I mean, I'm talking usually older women that are just gold and other things. And they're like, yeah. but this, I have to take this off. you like, <laughs> the pieces of metal around your neck as you go through the metal detector? You yes. know, some of my watches
0: <laughs> buzz. Some of my watches yeah. set it off and some don't. I just always put them in the backpack. I'm just I, like, don't I, don't, not, I don't I don't, don't want to deal with it. Uh, if you do, make sure nobody sees it. But Rob Ferretti had his watch stolen at TSA. I, I do not recommend taking your watch off at TSA wow. ever. All right. Like if it goes off, for me... And they go out and I go, it might be be the watch because the belt's already off. I will make them want me. Like I just, it's like I I literally someone yoinked Rob's $10,000 Panerai at TSA. Wow. And it's not that hard. It was just right there. And the person just disappeared. He paid a ransom for it. Rob put out a fucking ransom and got the watch back because it was an individually numbered watch. So you couldn't. It was like number eight sixty one of a thousand or whatever. So it's fucking marked. You can't. Did they find? You can't fence it anywhere legitimate. You did know. They, what they I find mean?
1: someone trying to sell it somewhere, or was no, like no. That? The fucking
0: the someone. He said. He said no questions asked. I'll pay. I don't know whatever it was two G's, you know Venmo if you send me the watch. Oh and wow. The fucking right. watch showed up. He got it back. Wow. That's you know it sucks, but like I would I don't ever recommend it. But like certain watches I own. Um, do not ever set off a metal detector and other watches I own have a habit of pretty regularly setting them off and it, and they're all steel watches. They're not, it's not like, you know, well, one's titanium or something like that, or one's composite. They're all steel. So that's kind of interesting. Um, Anyway, Zach, speaking of, well, we'll forget the fucking flying aspect. More importantly is where we've been going. Yeah. We've got multiple, we've got got a lot to go to today. This might be the Zach show because his adventures were more interesting than mine. You got Bronco.
1: Yeah. Which I'd like to get
0: to and we waited until the embargo's over so we could actually have a discussion about it with the live people. I'm sure they want to talk about Bronco. I've not driven Bronco, so this is an all Zach Zach affair for the time being. Uh, But more importantly... (laughs) You went, you, you took a fairly straightforward drive in a oh, hydrogen car. I did. It didn't go fucking well.
1: Fuck! <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you want some of this Tradecraft Farms before this story? To do you, bury do you think, the... Should like, I
1: go pour you a shot at 9 in the morning? I, I mean, I texted you. I was like, we should do a cruise show as soon as I get home. And then I got home the next day. Uh, and I was like, I'm going to drink whiskey immediately and um, do this. So, all right. So I, I had the Hyundai Nexo. Um, press car right, and we drove the Toyota. It's Mirai. just a little. It's a egg. crossover. It's a little egg crossover. Egg crossover. We had it's the got Mirai. A big mouth. I was curious about how this was different, if at all, whatever. Um, and I remember, and I, I've clipped it out. It's going to go in this show um, now. <laughs> So that was foreshadowing, because uh, when I when I said where I was going last week, you were like, oh, well, what if you run out? And I was like, it should be fine. And you're like, all right, well, we'll do a show when Zach gets back if he doesn't run out of hydrogen. Yeah. You said this on the podcast. And then we had
0: to cancel the show we were going to do yesterday because you ran out of hydrogen. We did. Um, yeah. Not your, was it yesterday or Monday? Monday. Yes, Monday, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, whatever the day was, there was going to be a show. Wasn't.
1: Right. <laughs> I should pull up this uh, hydrogen stations map. I should have made it before. So- you know, the, and the reason I felt confident in this is, one, the range of the car is like three, 360. Um, and then, two, when I looked at this map, which I'm pulling up now, which is the list of uh, California, California stations hydrogen stations in California. Stations. Oops. There's really not many when you look in the context of a whole state. Um, I mean, there's not many in the state, but I was going from SoCal to NorCal, which is where <laughs> all of them are concentrated. If people, For people listening, there is a cluster of poker chips in socal right. i mean it's right it looks dozens. like the
0: los angeles area is playing the san francisco area in a game of cards that's very funny and these exactly. are their chips exactly. and one person has antied at the harris ranch yes that's precisely <laughs> one right. chip one lone poker chip Right in the middle of the table between two big fucking
1: piles of poker yeah. chips. Yeah, and that, and that player knows that uh, it could win a lot of chips for people heading up there. Um, <laughs> because how, like... And what I did is I was betting on that person's betting. I was staying outside the poker game going, I bet that oh, person's Oh, shit, you win. were
0: in a derivative
1: market. Of exactly. <laughs> you were in betting. a
0: hydrogen derivative
1: fucking yeah, market. Yeah, <laughs> I was watching the World Series of Poker, and I was like, my money's on Chris Helmuth. Um, so I, So I... I filled up in Santa Monica before we left, and I was like, well, I'll stop here. And you were going oh, no, to okay. Santa Cruz. Going to Santa Cruz your to your parents, folks. Yeah, where your parents live. And what is that drive? Uh, it's about
0: 372 miles. Oh, my God. That is a really inconvenient range for something that is that stupid to fill up and goes 360. True. It, it's just over. And <laughs> there's just no stations over. in Santa Cruz,
1: which... Santa Cruz as green and liberal as it is like there's just not the demand there. Yeah, and so, and that big
0: cluster up around San Francisco's poker chips, that's not actually Santa Cruz like sounds like it's near San Francisco, but it's actually like 50-60 miles south. It it's, would be yeah, it's deeply tw-
1: inconvenient to go to to go it north to get to It's fuel. 25 miles from Santa Cruz to the nearest hydrogen station, and boy <laughs> is that a story as well. So there's a lot of so, so I look at this last week and I'm like, "All right, well that's that's what I'm working with. I, I should have no problem doing this trip. Yep. Um, I've done this trip on a single tank of diesel before in a Volkswagen. I've done it in electric cars, whatever. So I fill up with hydrogen in Santa Monica, drive to Harris Ranch, and uh, the pump's not working. And there's one pump, and there's me and one other now, person there. let's... Can we get a little more detail? For sure. Not yes. working. So... And we're going to get a lot of detail on a lot of these things. Um, <laughs> Get there and there's a screen that says like currently disabled or currently <laughs> unavailable, something like that
0: was this person already there when you got there?
1: uh yeah, there uh-huh. was a person already there and and i so I called um I called tech support uh because it like that person left and then I called tech support and after like Five different resets with this person on the phone. They're like, oh, maybe we got to reset a thing. We got to reset a thing. Oh my God. It's and, literally. And, and it's giving me a dollar of hydrogen per try. And this is not a quick, I mean, even at a gas pump, swipe your card, do the thing, cancel. Like, it yeah. takes a few minutes, right? And there's a couple of times where the tech says, all right, wait 10 minutes. For your dollar of hydrogen. Wait 10 minutes for something <laughs> to reset. I'm resetting something. And then at a, at a certain point, he says, can you walk around the building and tell me if you hear the compressor running and there are multiple oh, semi trucks idling near me multiple and i'm like dude i i guess dude like, how is this life okay keep going so i, I am now a hydrogen technician actually <laughs> yeah, after this i'm
0: saying it's like you're talking about hydrogen pumping and it's like
1: uh do you hear it clicking yeah yeah can you get in there do you have a, a hex wrench sir okay can you go into the building okay pull off the grate turn the wing nuts i was i was getting there so oh my God. <laughs> so after six resets the guy just goes we got to send a tech out something's wrong and he, he couldn't see what was wrong he saw there was hydrogen in that pump but that was broken and so now i we had enough range to get to santa cruz but i wasn't sure if we'd have enough to go to santa cruz and then in san jose to fill up or wait, have wait, to wait. go there this first. is on the way fucking north on the way north Okay, so sorry. I had enough to make it from Santa Monica all the way to Santa Cruz, but I was trying but to not fill up to half the halfway. next
0: station, right? So right. that was
1: like, well, how much hydrogen is it going to use? It's hot out. Is it going to use less, more, right? Hypermile. No, I
0: don't want a Monday morning quarterback. This mm-hmm. that's not true. I absolutely want a Monday oh, uh, morning for sure. quarterback. Let's go Me back too. down to LA's poker chips. If you had headed uh, west out of Los Angeles, uh, as opposed to straight up the five freeway, what's right. that? You got a Santa Barbara Santa station. Barbara. So, if you had gone to Santa Barbara, topped off in Santa Barbara,
1: and then headed north from
0: Santa Barbara, would what your if- situation have improved?
1: Yeah, it would, have been, it would have been better. That would have been an improved Santa situation. Barbara is 70 miles from L.A., so from there to Santa Cruz, I think, was like 280. Oh, yeah, okay. So, so that so would have had been more of a cushion. Yeah, yeah,
0: if, but of course, but this, hindsight. Is a, this is a Monday morning quarterback. But and like, on
1: Friday, taking the 101 is far worse than the 5 in terms of stop-and-go traffic. Right. Like everyone's going out of town for the weekend, going right. to the beach.
0: But like, let's say, let me just, again, to Monday morning quarterback. if you found yourself in Santa Barbara and that station didn't work, well, you'd have a lot more range
1: left to solve your next problem. You you would your but the only solution there would is that to drive to, go to, Harris to, Ranch? to Harris Ranch, which I looked at because I was thinking of doing that on the way down, and that was like a hundred and eighty. It's far. No, it's, yeah. the way to go around. It was like two hundred miles. Yeah. So if you got to Santa Barbara with under two hundred miles of range. You'd How have to go hydrogen back to providers not looked at this map
0: that we're looking at right now oh. and gone, you know, I see an opportunity. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna
1: fucking get to it, my friend. Like we're 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 early okay. in this movie. Okay, uh, no, wait, so, so we're still going north. Yet.
0: Okay, you're still going north. So tech support.
1: So tech support, tech support <laughs> says we gotta send a tech out. And uh, I go, all right. Um we're just gonna start. I, I tell my girlfriend, I'm like, we're going to start driving, and we'll see how our range is doing. And then I'm going to make a call when we get to 152, whether we're going to Santa Cruz or we're going to San Jose at 10 p.m. at night. Because, by the way, this has taken so long, it's now 6 p.m. I'm sitting at Harris Ranch. Oh, my God. And how, you know, your you're, significant other is extremely patient so and patient. extremely adventurous. So patient. How is she doing at this point? She's chilling. Okay. She was along for the adventure the whole time. Okay. And even on the way back, like, she just recognize the situation we're in it was like all right let's what are we gonna do and um so we get we get to this this intersection and we have plenty of range i was like i do the math I'm like we have enough range to get to santa cruz and then later to drive to san jose and do nothing else we will not drive this car <laughs> in santa cruz for three days period i mean that's, that's <laughs> terrible, <laughs> i've boy. never had range anxiety until this ever amazing. and by the way there's 12 tesla superchargers at harris ranch people <laughs> are hanging out having a sandwich <laughs> nobody's checking to see if the pump is on no one
0: <laughs> were they all were all those tesla owners just making
1: fun of this assholes there was enough distance i couldn't hear them but i did walk by them several times because i had time to kill during pump resets uh and i'm just looking at them like I understand this is early adoption, and there was a time where a lot of people had to wait to charge their electric car, <clears> but if you think EVs have range anxiety, you know what's everywhere pretty much? Electricity. Yeah. I mean, you could probably find a closed gas station in the middle of Arizona, and it and, might have a and, 110 you could plug but, into.
0: Yeah, yeah, but like, that will be a problem. Like, that is a, it is a shitty, you know. Yeah. The idea of there being one station 200 miles from the fucking next one... Mm-hmm. And there
1: isn't like a tech living there. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? like, yeah, yeah. How is there not a permanent tech for the, this one fucking station? Because it's the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's Koalinga. It's a town of whatever, a thousand people. Can you imagine building out a fuel infrastructure in
0: which you cannot invest in one human to mind this station? They that, have. Okay, so how long? So you started driving. To, and you did, and you you didn't. Yeah. Oh, and you didn't drive this fucking thing for three days in Santa Cruz. You're rolling your
1: parents' Prius. Um, actually, I drove my brother's C Max around, ah. which, which is it was a hybrid plug-in yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, my brother-in-law has, has a C Max. Rides nice. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's a good egg. It's
0: like his surf wagon. He throws his board in the back. He fucking loves that. Makes shit. Makes total sense. Yeah. So we don't drive the car at all in okay. Santa Cruz. So yeah. now you need to get to San Jose yes. before you drive home, Correct. right? And how much range do you have in the vehicle? Do you, you get to San Jose no problem? Yeah, no pro- I have okay. 60 miles of range. Right, you it get was to 25 San Jose, miles no to problem. the
1: nearest pump. Um, so I go to that pump, and there's another car waiting in line. Uh, and then another car pulls up behind me, and I go, interesting, because there's one nozzle. And so this, this Toyota Mirai is sitting there 10 minutes, and she's just not getting out of the car. So I walk up. I'm very nice. I'm like, "Hey, um, is this not working? Is it full? Whatever." Because I looked at this site by the way before I set off. Because there's so many pumps, mm-hmm. and three of them in that area had question marks or X's on them. <laughs> this one said it was it was good. Okay. Because I had learned obviously you need to make sure it's online. So I go there and she goes, "Oh no, um, it's resetting. You just have to wait." And me oh, no, and I was like, "I was like, there. oh, did you, did you call the people?" She goes, "Yes, I called the people." You just have to wait, and then the screen goes back from, from unavailable oh, no. to welcome. And I say, oh, that's true, that's true. And I, and I go, all right, well, what's your experience been like with this car? You know, I'm just, I'm a journalist, I'm curious. Why'd you get it? And she goes, I hate this thing.
0: She's got a, <laughs> this is a new Mirai a, a or an old new, one? A new Mirai, it's got uh-huh. dealer
1: plates on it. And she says, I, I hate this thing. Um, I, my friend talked me into it. The incentives were really good, which by the way, in California, are only, I think, $4,500 now. You can get $7,000 back if you're like a commercial fleet of some mm-hmm. kind. But trust me, $4,500 is not worth a this A Mirai is 60
0: grand. Exactly. Yeah. So it's still an
1: expensive car and yeah. it's not like they're handing you $20,000. I mean, right. now maybe there's um, cash don't on the hood. they give you the
0: free fuel, the free fill-up? They do. They, the, give yeah. the yeah. yeah. um, they give you the free
1: card and we know why. They give you the free card, which I don't think the press car had, by the way. So Turns out
0: a box of shit's a box of shit, even if
1: it's free. I mean, if I give you a a card that says, hey, Matt, if you buy this car, you get free kryptonite. And you go, where's kryptonite? And I say, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's free.
0: Yeah. So. If you're giving someone a free chore, that's not a gift. It's. Okay. So it's, it's did, it, did you get fucking hydrogen at this place or what?
1: Well, this is part of the problem. I say. I say, why'd you get it? She said, well, when I was at the dealership, they told me there were so many stations, one of which was right by my house. So she buys the car and then she goes to the one by her house and it says permit pending. Station's not open. And when you look at this map. Oh, and God. I, Is I this what the different closer, colors mean? Yeah. There's
0: different colors. There's like three. I mean, I'm colorblind, but you can help so me. There's, there's three purple, or four different purple, colors. There's purple,
1: green, right? yellow, blue. They're, some are operated by uh, for, uh, different companies. Um, like this purple, it says station type, retail, proposed. Expected to open, no date. Oh, God. Station website, visit. All right, what does that other color mean? This is a, a gray expected one. Expected to open, under review. Uh, right, so this one's Holy built shit, this station has
0: been, wait, temporarily removed from the site, pending a
1: return to online status. Right. Holy um, shit, okay. Yellow. Retail permitting. permitting. So only green? So only green. And, Holy and the green shit. ones, by There's the way. Green
0: is like probably half.
1: Yeah, right? yeah I would say half half of these 20 oh or so and ships oh my god you click
0: this one they're both offline exactly
1: and this station one, is
0: out of fuel expecting
1: next delivery this at was noon. this was offline on Sunday now it's possible I went back online and then ran out again I don't know but on Sunday when I went there if this Dude. was a mile from the station I was at I called the tech and I said I'm sitting here this person's waiting is this broken can I go to the, the nearby one they said in your area the the one you're at is the only one that works this is insanity so but I got a... Education from the person on the phone, who, by the way, I would end up speaking to four different times because I think he's the only person that works at tech support there. Um, and I say,
0: what's. You know, how when you buy, you ever notice that a Lotus Avora, when you open the trunk, the hatch in the back, the customer service number, it's like a Lotus customer service phone number there. And it has a dude's fucking name Seriously? printed on it. It's like call Stewart customer (laughs) service. It's a guy's fucking. It's like one guy. His phone number. The whole company. I hope it's It's like an eight hundred number. But I swear to God, it's got a guy's fucking name on it. This is like that. Yeah. This. (laughs) (laughs) It sucked. (laughs) It's so hard for me to like. It's like oh, you call back and get me. It's like
1: do you have an extension number? It's like no, no. You don't even worry about it. Just like uh, just ask for Steve. I'll be here. (laughs) So. The, the station mat is run by True Zero. The one I went to in Santa Monica, by the way, is a different company. I can't remember which one. It had a different nozzle design, et cetera. So I talked well, to the woman in front of me. There's some like, that have like Shell. Yeah, right? there's some operated by Shell. Do you think, the think those True work Zeros better? Are, the, the owners behind me, I asked them what their experience was. They had a clarity. Uh-huh. And the, this woman, you could feel the anger welling the up. Rate. And she was like, This company always broken. She's like, We've gone to Shell. They work. They work fine. We've gone to these other ones. They work fine. But True Zero, she's like the stations are always offline. Something's always wrong with them. The, you know, you uh, the computers like you know go down. Something like that. And True Zero is also the company that operates the one in Harris Ranch. Uh huh. Now I've learned more about this. It's possible that she was just having issues that she's having because of the hydrogen itself. But her story was, we've only had problems with True Zero. And n- never in their time where they live have all four True Zero stations been operational at the same time when they've looked at their maps, She's like, it's always one, but three are down. Or this one, but the other three are down. Something like that. What is
0: it about the transferring of hydrogen from big tanks to small tanks that is so fucking difficult?
1: Okay, so it's actually, it's really interesting. When I went down to Harris Ranch... Uh, later, I had to talk to the guy. Wait, did you end up, let's, before we oh, yeah. get back to Harris Ranch, did you end up filling up at this fucking place or what? Yeah. So fi- after 45 minutes.
0: Holy shit. You could have been on a charger and gone the whole time. Yes. Yeah.
1: So I, w- I had to wait for the person in front of me to fill. Then I had to wait for the pump to reset. And then I was able to get enough. And I look at it and I go, okay, I now have 220 miles. It's 160 or whatever it is to Harris Ranch. I knew that Santa Barbara was like, 280 or whatever so I went okay well do I want to wait here for 40 more minutes and let these people go and then I go and then go to Santa Barbara or do I just want to go back to Harris Ranch yes it burned me before but they told me that it was getting fixed and, and I when I talked to the guy in tech support Steve said USA, it was okay Steve was like I was like <laughs> is Harris Ranch okay he's like Harris Ranch is fine okay which is important so I get hydrogen we go we cruise down we get to uh, Harris Ranch there's a red Mirai sitting in front of me and the guy sa- <clears throat> is on the phone. Oh, never a good no. look. He's on the phone. Oh, no. And I say, what's up? And he said, uh, they say it's out of hydrogen. <laughs> and the truck comes tomorrow at noon. And I just screamed did behind call, my eyes. Did you call back Steve? Sure fucking did. did you, and did you find out exactly what time it ran out of hydrogen? Was it in between? It when was. He- it literally. I called back. I was really mad because I was like, I was told this, blah, blah, blah. And they got... I literally they
0: say, just drove into the middle of central California yes. away from civilization based on advice from a
1: living, breathing human. human. Yeah, not a robot. Not and, and it's funny because when you first call True Zero, the first person you talk to just listens to your, your grievance and then <laughs> says, I'll transfer you. Yeah. Um, and they transfer me and I heard the guy's voice and I was like, did I talk to you... 2 hours ago in Campbell and he went uh yeah I think so and I was like all right man well here's what's going on like I'm a little upset but maybe you have a reason and he's like when you when you left Campbell the tank in Harris said there were there was 20% left in the big tank and he's like we had 40 plus customers come through in those 2 hours like I'm really sorry we can't predict how many people are on the road but that's what happened so like he he sent me in the right direction based on what he knew and then I just, whatever happened, a lot of hydrogen cars came through and drained the tank. Wow. So I'm walking around looking, like legit, I do the math, I can't like, make it to Santa yeah. Barbara. But this is far. their fault, though, because
0: it, do, it takes so little from this company to keep its one station in the middle of nowhere topped off. Even if you had to send a truck to fill the tank from half twice as often. Yeah yeah what a fucking cheap thing i mean how penny smart and dollar foolish is this company i don't know that is so crazy that same thing one maintenance guy one refill truck for a fucking giant petrochemical company this is not well not petro (laughs) excuse me but a a, a fuel provider yeah on a statewide level like one fucking truck like this is is absurd and, and I, then I it would run out, and the next the one wouldn't come. Be there for a day. I, I mean, know. you're not more
1: than two hours from a major city.
0: How is the next one not there in three they, hours? They,
1: he's like, I'm going to try to see if we can get one sent out. He's like, we can't. We can't schedule them earlier than they're going for whatever reason. I mean, it was That's you know, it was great. also Sunday. It was Sunday at five Bro, p.m. Yeah, like
0: yeah. fuel is a seven-day-a-week business. <laughs>
1: I mean, it is, but I think I'm sure gasoline gets delivered on a certain schedule unless there's something going on. It's probably well, the, just far it's, more it's common. But it's their fault,
0: obviously. If stations run out, if you're talking to people who've experienced stations running out, if there's a known problem of stations running out, that is the simplest. Hydrogen is the most abundant element. Your sales pitch, your whole sales pitch is this is the most abundant element in the universe. And you can't put it from a big tank to a small tank at a fucking rate that your customers need it. Like, how bad at business are you? It
1: needs an alert when it hits 40. And it's like, send truck now. Yeah. And then it's there. If it can go
0: from 20 to zero in two hours, if that's even within the realm of possibility... That truck needs to be there in one hour.
1: Yeah. Like... I think there's a predictor I think I, I bet during COVID they had like nobody. And now it's it's same as American Airlines thing. It's like all of a sudden people are driving and they're like, fuck, we gotta ramp this back up again. But I am literally walking around this parking lot at Shell looking for car transporters. There was a Tesla transporter that had one open oh, spot. Wow. And if I had found that driver, I was gonna be like, hey, I'll give you three hundred dollars to put our car on your hauler. Oh my god. Imagine the photo. The photo Imagine been insane. the photo of Hyundai this
0: thing on the back Tesla of the Tesla would have loved it of and would have hated it. Yeah.
1: Wow. It would have been amazing. Um but Spe- so we so I I couldn't I could not make it to the near, the nearest uh, station was in um North LA. Couldn't make it there. I was forty miles shy for range. So I was either gonna have to drive Come up 40 miles shy and then get a triple A mm-hmm. or wait till noon the next day. And I was like, I'm not driving and stopping in the middle of the night. And then yeah. I was like, well, we're going to get a hotel and spend.
0: You're at Harris now Ranch. Now we're spending $220
1: because for a yeah. hotel plus. Hotel, you know, meat, food. wine. And, um, and you're stuck somewhere
0: where if you've never been to Harris Ranch, it's understandable why this situation would be the way that it is. The smell of feces is so overbearing because it's a giant fucking slaughterhouse. That's what it is. And yeah. there's just cow shit and cows being slaughtered everywhere. And so you can't just, like, if you're there for, a, like, 24 hours, it's, like, inescapable cow
1: shit. And Harris Ranch owns the largest, uh, like, beef producer, I think, in the area. You'd think they'd be priced like that. But they know they're the only game in oh, town, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, you want a basic steak? It's like forty to fifty dollars."
0: Is the hydrogen price like that too? Hydrogen is expensive. Is it more expensive there than other places? Um, I don't know. Like when you drive up mm-hmm. PCH to Big Sur, right, and you go through San Simeon, right? There's the one gas station, right, and it's like 120 miles either way. Right, or whatever it is. It's far enough either fucking way that if you need gas there, you need gas there. And it's like $8.00. Because because fuck you, that's why. Right, it's like race gas <laughs> yeah. at, at a racetrack. Yeah. yeah, and there's another. What's the other station like that? Furn- uh, Death Valley, Furnace Creek. Oh yeah, those play that. The, you know, because fuck you, because you're in literal a place called Death Valley, and if you need
1: gas, right. fuck you. And I mean, some of that supply demand, like getting it out to Death Valley, probably sure. Costs some some money, of it is, and other of is. Right, opportunity <laughs> demand. <The> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we demand you give us more we money. We
0: demand if you'd like to not die in the desert, you know. Um, but okay. So you had to,
1: you, you stayed and waited so stayed for the, the truck that was going to be there at noon, noon. and was it? The truck was there at twelve oh five? o five. Um, and I wa and so I watched the truck park and I walk up to the guy he goes, Hey, how's it going? And I, um, how long is it going to take you to transfer the hydrogen? And he's first, he, he says like one to two hours. And I almost <laughs> just laughed and shit my pants. And I was like, well, do I have to wait? two hours and he's like no 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 you can start going once I hit 15 minutes but when I got there in the morning there were two cars in front of me already oh, God. and I know about all this stuff but what this guy did he's been driving hydrogen for he's like I'm, I've been doing this longer than pretty much anybody in the business and he was very nice and he explained why all these delays happen so the reason between cars there are two complaints I'd heard about and experienced one sometimes when I would hook up it would only give me 20 miles of range you know even in Santa Monica and then the other one is this delay where it's like unavailable and then suddenly the welcome screen returns. He said, the way this works is there's a really big tank here. That tank fills another tank in this building. That's where you get your hydrogen from. But because it's a pressurized system, if your hydrogen tank in your car has, let's say, 5,000 PSI, just for a number, and that tank has 10,000, it's it's, it's going like to equal to 7500 it's like filling a t- yeah okay so it so it so if your tank if you can't go to 100 if you don't let this other larger tank go far beyond what the pressure is inside your tank because it's just going to equalize right. right like it can't it doesn't have a pump that compresses and In, inflates and force It's speeds, like two
0: balloons, right? It does. It, it does not have a compressor, right?
1: There's no There's no hand squeezing the balloon this to overinflate doesn't your balloon. does seem like a good system. It's just the nature of the thing. It is. You can't. Think,
0: you can't pump hydrogen. You can only equalize pressure from one tank to another.
1: I'm sure they can pump it, but maybe the system that delivers the hydrogen to a car has to be such for uh-huh. safety or what or, or engineering reasons. So what you have to That's why you have to wait. He's like, if you want to go from zero. Or actually, from fifty to full, from half to full, it's more challenging than from zero to full. You have to wait a longer amount of time so that all this pressure builds up in this filling tank, so that it can over pressure. It can add all the hydrogen to your. But it car's doesn't tank. know that until you plug it in. That's the annoying thing. There's no gauge. There's nothing on the <clears> screen that says, "Hey, person who owns a hydrogen car, here's how the system works." So I talked to four different people on this trip. None of whom knew how the engineering system works. None of them knew, oh, that's why this is disabled. They just show up and see pump unavailable. It doesn't
0: say disabled. It doesn't say, hey, waiting for pressure to equalize, wait 15
1: minutes. It just says unavailable. And then 10 minutes later, it magically says welcome.
0: There are so many UI fails in this this system. I mean, there's just an unbelievable amount of failure to inform your customer how the the very basics yeah. of this system?
1: So like that's so that's the science behind by the way, why a this supposedly is all taken so long.
0: Can more convenient delivery system. This is sure
1: even not. if that
0: system you're described is working as designed. It's incredibly inconvenient. Yeah, I mean, it's either, not like a gas. It's described as it's just like a gas pump. It's definitely not. If it's if not, you a gas show pump's up, fucking force and no
1: one's been there for an hour. Then it's like a gas pump. You plug it in, it fills really quickly, it does it automatically, it turns off, and you unplug. Um, but yeah, the busier
0: a, it is, the worse it absolutely. works. It's a fucking horrible way totally. to fill up a car. Yeah. At peak hours, it's going to work worse. That's yeah. shit.
1: And what I was told, I was told <laughs> some other amazing things. Um, this guy, so sometimes the, the pump handle, depending on the exterior temperature, can get really, really cold because there's all this compressed gas going through it. Like, it gets frosty. And I said, I just I know I mentioned that, and he goes, Oh yeah, um, if that happens, sometimes it can stick the collar, like it will hard to come off. So he's like, you just can wait two minutes, the ice melts and it comes off. Um, he said, dealerships in the beginning were telling people to carry water with them to pour on it to melt. He's like, don't do that because it'll make a giant ice cube, which is hilarious. <laughs> and by the way, what a thing that like. When you buy a car, does the dealership say, hey, just when you fill up, keep a couple of things with you? Keep some antifreeze and also a bucket underneath to catch it. Do you have your your filling bucket? Sometimes you got to pee on it. (laughs) Yeah. And the guy guy goes, don't bring water. What you should have is a towel. And my brain's like, no, you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't have to bring a towel (laughs) to fill this up. I don't need to bring things from home. Oh, my God. The towel should be mounted to this.
0: Even driving a non-Tesla EV on a road trip seem uh, simple.
1: And convenience. Yes. Which they've <laughs> built if you bought a Tesla like eight years ago, it was probably a pain, but now it's it's easy. No, you know? yeah. Tesla's network is fucking great.
0: They're, but even a non-Tesla, yeah. even a mock Mach, even mock e road trip for in comparison sure. to this is like a walk in a park. Absolutely. I mean
1: Absolutely. That's fucking so crazy. So, so I sat there, I have a time lapse, like this is all gonna go in the video. Uh an hour and a half after that truck showed up. We were finally underway right. because <laughs> we had to watch all these people. You, yeah, you, you,
0: te- you know, you obviously, I, I was getting the updates the day before about okay, well, while well we're sitting here and gonna eat steak and fucking you know whatever until this truck shows up at noon tomorrow, and then the next time I heard from you was at one fifty seven p.m. that you were finally on the way, and I was like, well, that doesn't sound like twelve, does it? That sounds like two. <laughs> That's <laughs> when yeah. you're in the middle of nowhere at a fucking motel. That that two hours is a long two hours. we
1: just—I was just shooting time lapse, and I watched this guy, this very nice uh, hydrogen-like gas delivery guy, do the same gestures. I was like across the parking lot, and to each driver, he was doing the oh, same. Oh, he's got a spiel. yes. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's like a teacher, which this needs. It shouldn't, <laughs> but it needs him. And I'm watching him do these hands and these things, and um, from a distance. And then when I went up and talked to him, when I felt he started doing the hands, like, oh, he just told this to everybody else too. And uh, yeah, and God then we, damn, we finally got home. Man, what a nightmare! And on this, there's a sticker. So Jason Fenske, Engineering Explained, did a video about hydrogen recently, and kind of debunked this this idea that it's cleaner right now than gasoline. Yes, the emissions are only are water, which right. is good, and it is the most abundant element in the universe. But until we start making hydrogen, um, through like electrolysis using sustainable energy, right now most of it's made from natural gas. And he found he read a report that said the, the process of extracting and creating hydrogen in current methods, like the way it's mostly done right now, mostly, is Emits far more greenhouse gases than creating gasoline and then driving a car that gets 25 miles per gallon. Oh, and they have a so sticker so good on the pump that's that, that says warns you of that. No, 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 it's really <clears> amazing. It's got four fuel sources. It says hydrogen, EV, gasoline, and future hydrogen. And it shows yeah, wait, your face just dropped, wait, and that's right. Hydrogen on the pump. The hydrogen on the pump. pump there's a sticker that it says I have a photo hydrogen, of. gasoline. Yep, EV. And future hydrogen. Yes. Okay. And so it, it, so it says like here's your miles per gallon. Here's basically what it's trying to show is here's the amount of greenhouse gas used to make this and the source of it. So mm-hmm. the hydrogen right now it was like sixty three percent made from natural gas. Blah 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 blah. Gasoline right now greenhouse gas is about sixty three percent. Right. EV. Um, it said most of the electricity source. It like varies a lot. If it's, is it coal, it's state is it, by state right? State yeah. by state. Future hydrogen it was like zero percent. So it it's like. Hey, one day, if we make hydrogen <laughs> using solar power, yeah, yeah, then yeah, yes, it yeah. will be. And you know what? That, if that was the reality we lived in, sure, that would be cool. But, it, like, but it's not right that's now. That's not how things work. It's not. And, if, and I feel so bad for some of these people that – like some of the people love their car. They're like, it's reliable. Well, they had like it. We've a couple it, people come
0: on the show. Like people who work in the automotive industry and talk about how they like their hydrogen car. Now, maybe they just run around town and they live near the Torrance Shell station. Right. And it always works and there's always hydrogen there and it's not a problem. And that's nice for them. But like this is, this story is like so far off the deep end for what would in a gas car be like a like not think anything of anything. Totally. In a Tesla, not really think about it at all. You know what I mean? Multiple opportunities to charge fast all over the place. Right. In a regular EV, certainly there's enough opportunities where you could – you don't have to drive to fucking Santa. You could charge somewhere in the city of Santa Cruz. Yeah, there's <laughs> chargers there. Mean? And not to mention, the car would be plugged in at your destination the entire time you're you're there anyway. You've right. got a portable charger. And so when it's just
1: sittly, sitting, it's trickling. Yeah, we charged my brother C-Max overnight. He yeah. just ran an extension cable. Like, you know, I just...
0: I don't know. I think maybe that the hydrogen people haven't realized they lost yet.
1: I think maybe they lost. I th- either they lost or, they're, or we're still so early. Like, I do appreciate the idea of you can show up and get this fuel in four minutes if all the pumps are working fine and da 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 Like, it, but Hydrogen can move that, faster than electricity. Even after that, it
0: was, it's ex- an expensive fill-up. Yeah. It's not like, you know, a fill-up in, in, in my, uh, quote, fill-up in my Mach-E is like, it's like, at my house, it's like $4. Yeah. You know, yes, it's 30 if I go to a 150-kilowatt charger and go, you know, blast it up. Sure, yes, it is. It's a little cheaper than gas, but it still costs money. But it's super cheap to keep that thing charged at my house. I literally don't notice the difference in my power. If no, there's a difference, I don't know it.
1: 70 to $80. That's expensive. I mean, it was. Yeah. That's, a, that's the cost of a tank of gas. So yeah. like, which, again, supply and demand, like, not that many people buy hydrogen cars. No. It's not being made that much, so of course, and the price you can is buy
0: really comfortable, fuel-efficient gas cars yeah. too. I mean, you can buy hybrids that that get forty miles a gallon. You can buy diesels if you're you know that get really Dude, really good fuel economy. Dude, you can get a economy. Honda
1: Accord gas car that gets like thirty-eight. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're they've gotten so efficient now. Yeah, I I understand like this the optimism in an ideal world. It only emits water, and if we can get it, you know, using solar power, da 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 But right now, I I think my takeaway was I don't understand why you would buy a hydrogen car right now unless your company gets a huge tax break or you live in the even if you live in the city. I was trying to think of like what who is the perfect buyer for this? Like if you're a runaround salesman around the city. Are you driving more than three hundred miles a day, so you can't use an EV? Is it or is there a reason that the hydrogen is better than a hybrid? You might be able to make a mathematical know. case for like driving an Uber Premium or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There might be some kind of mathematical case for that. Yeah, I mean, I guess if they give you the free gas card, and if it, it, I think there's just it's a very specific person and or company that this really makes sense for. But for most people, and I yeah. met most, I met normal people. No one, I think for them, it's really challenging. No one had yeah. a happy, <laughs> no one no was one else was doing, a,
0: was doing this for science.
1: Everybody else was just living their life. Yeah. And they were suffering the same bullshit you were. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the cars aren't cheap. I mean, the Tex advanced. Of course the cars aren't cheap. And the, the Nexo, by the way,
0: Dude, if you didn't, is a very if nice car. If you didn't car. work, like, for me, if you had, like, a regular job, that, that fuck up not your fuck up yeah, true yeah. zeros fuck up that costs you you know you get fired or something cuz right. cuz the company didn't have fucking
1: you know I won't I mean? be there tomorrow because just this like, pump is out of fuel Yeah like
0: how yeah. I I just don't understand how they how nobody has figured out any <laughs> that maybe we need to do like a little more coverage on this corridor like a little Yeah yeah <laughs> but, totally it's going to be busy it's, it's not like um you know and I know like ev chargers can go down and whatnot like that that happens but like like you said power is pretty ubiquitous in this country we're we're pretty consistent you plug something in it's gonna turn on right you know yeah the fact that these things are like great okay now we know why it's annoying to fill multiple cars in a row at a hydrogen station Mm -hmm. why can't you fill the fucking hydrogen the big tank faster like why are why is it running out entirely right that's that's just crazy. Right. Why does
1: it take why does it take ten minutes to go from big tank to medium tank before it goes to your tank? Because that's a really long time. Yeah. I mean And why is why is the big tank running out? There's this many levels well, yeah, of fucking thing. flow and you're still running out? Stop. How about stop running out? I would yeah. I was so so sad and angry when I got there and it was yeah. out, I was really pissed. That's and then I talked to the guy and I was I felt better. But fuck, I was mad for a little while. Because I thought I had just been lied to. Um uh, and, and I'm curious, like, if people comment or the company, I want to know if other companies have the same tank filling issue or if it's a true zero design. Like, I don't I don't right. want to say true zero are idiots for that. If that's how the, all, the whole system works and if they are the only ones that have that problem, like, and it's not just, um, you know, this woman's story, like, then they do have a problem. But, but not having a gauge, a because sc- you have a screen, not having it say, here's what's happening. Because people are just waiting and they don't know why. Yeah. So they're just getting mad, That's going, insane. "Why is this always broken?" When they don't know, it's a physics problem. Tell them why it's why it's doing this. I think that would be better than having people just be mad. Yeah. You know. And plus, how much of Steve's time gets wasted on the phone? A lot. I talked to him three times. <laughs> yeah. I know his voice. I was like, "Oh yeah, you're from NorCal." Yeah. I, Maybe I, we should ask. Man, I'd love. We should. He was like the, Rowan or something. I wish like we got that
0: that, tr- that fucking truck driver's like business card. That would have been a guy to get on the show. I know where to find him. <laughs>
1: Yeah, sit out he was cool. a
0: cool dude. Let's sit there uh, <clears throat> Tuesdays at noon. There's a big and, square uh, truck called Air Something. Um, he was very helpful. The, uh, PMM, our representation, has an Airstream podcast studio. They keep being like, you want to use Airstream for something? I think it's just sitting around. Should we go out there and just sit out there and wait, well, wait for Well, I mean, one, guy? we should
1: do road shows. And if you listening think we should do that, uh, we can comment do road on the shows. show. Let's the do reason that. we didn't do road shows
0: was really because of pandemic. Right. We we have the opportunity to do road shows if we wanted. Yeah. I tr- I'm trying to get them to do uh, something with uh, Austin, Formula One. You know, We could tow it to Gridlife in a month. If I'm sure, if we wanted to, we could. It's not. It would not be hard. It's just sitting there. It's just okay. there. Yeah, we can get it.
1: Um, so that stuff. Will, <laughs> a condensed version of that will be in the review for the Nexo, which is a, a very comfortable car. Did you it's actually a make egg. a? Did you make a video of this? You, I did a lot of. Inc- tried I did a lot of like Instagram video stuff, okay. um, which I'll just drop in in the middle right. and kind of document and like, time lapse of how long it took to fill all that shit. What a fucking. Um, but you know, comfy egg, nice looking interior, just but like just don't be an nah, early adopter on this just really don't unless i don't know if it financially benefits you great but really make sure you know what you're getting into yeah yeah uh okay
0: <laughs> that's that fucking fu- horrible and, you know,
1: and so sarah the whole time is uh, like laughing i'm laughing we're making silly content like what are you gonna do you gotta make the best of it and we get home and she just looks at me and she goes never yeah again <laughs> never I, yeah
0: yeah because it's not like you know i i've I've been inconvenienced by stuff for like you know you you drive an old car on a road trip or something and you got to make certain concessions. It's hot, there's no air conditioning, you know what have you? But like to just be stranded at the fucking Harris Ranch. I mean, every leg of that journey sucked. Like every (laughs) every you had three attempts to put hydrogen
1: in that thing, and the Santa Monica one was fine. Yeah, and that but that was the first one, and after that, yeah, every one of them had a had a problem that took at least. An hour. 30 minutes yeah. to an hour and a half to solve. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I'm going to have a nope. Hard nope on that. I'm going to get a bicycle. Um,
0: yeah, that's fucking crazy. Uh, should we talk about the GLA Mercedes? Yes. Or should we talk about, the, and then come back to Bronco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's okay. talk GLA Mercedes. GLA 45 uh, Mercedes. I. Uh, it's an interesting thing, right? Because it starts at 55 grand. Uh, the one I drove was sixty-eight grand, fully, oh. load, fully loaded. There's a couple options you could definitely skip, like the little canards, the dive planes. Those we don't need those, and uh, the the two tone interior you could probably skip. A um, couple options you definitely want to have: AMG Dynamic Pack gives you all the drive modes, gives you adaptive dampers, and gives you six piston brakes instead of four piston brakes. How much is that package? Thirty five hundred or four grand. You want it. You want. You definitely want it. Wow. Um, So you know the the one you want is like in the low sixties. That's really where where you want it. Um, Good things, you know, hand built uh, AMG engine, two liter, three hundred and eighty two horsepower, one hundred and ninety one horsepower per liter. That's Ferrari, McLaren numbers wow. of specific output. Yeah, um, between twi- three and seven thousand RPM, this thing rips. It is really good fun, um, and and because it's the GLA and not the CLA, you've got a couple extra inches of suspension travel, um, and with the adaptive shocks, you can make it pretty pretty soft. Um, you know you got uh, uh, good tires Uh, they were Yoko's they were pretty decent but 21 inches yeah so I mean it's They call it a compact crossover. It's really like if you had made the wheel arches to fit 18s and made it a little lower and put less travel on it, it would be a hatchback, right? But because it's on 21s and has a little more ride quality, it's a compact crossover. But fundamentally, that's where we're at, right? Because it looks like it's got some ride height to it. It does, Uh, a little bit. Okay. It's got some, but uh, not adjustable or anything. But, like, it's got some – it's got clearance. And so, you know, it's – the things I didn't like about the first GLA were that it felt really cheap on the inside, and the gearbox, the dual clutch gearbox, was like super mushy. Uh, in an automatic mode, it could never decide what gear to be in, and then the gear changes were just mushy. Uh, whereas uh, PDK, which is you know Porsche's uh, gearbox, is is the benchmark here. Um, it. Its smoothness is achieved by crispness. You know, mm-hmm. the, sh- the shifts are very precise. crisp. They're precise. Right. Um,
1: it's not smooth because it's mushy. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, Th- these feel like there's a mini gear between the gears. Is that kind of like a bridge? Well, the, the last you? one, the, okay. the new one
0: with the eight-speed dual clutch is the best, you know, other than the AMG GT, that's that's the best dual clutch I've felt from Mercedes. It's like really Good. crisp. Okay, great. Um, not mushy at all. Very responsive. Very smooth. Uh, launches over and over without any no special modes. Just as long as it's in, you know, max whatever. Just you know, and just mm-hmm. go. Um, very good gearbox tuning. Really good all-wheel drive system tuning. Um, pretty good brakes. You know, it's thirty-six hundred pounds. The brakes are adequate. Um, and the steering is is pretty direct. It's not. It's 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 nice to drive actually. And the faster you go, the more the more the harder you drive it, the more fun it gets. It's not super fun to drive around the city. A, a, a car that had a like a V six or a eight that was a little more relaxed would be better mm-hmm. to cruise around the city. This is a little off boost. It has nada, and then it goes zing. You know what I mean? Right. So if you keep it in boost, it's great. It's super fun. You're mobbing really, really fast. I made a lot of people pull out of my way. Um, But out of boost, it's, it's meh. And if you leave it in comfort mode, it gets very lazy, and it hunts gears and skips gears. So I set the individual mode to like sport powertrain comfort suspension kind of thing, and it did a better job there. Um, but it's still like it's not super fun in town. It's only okay in town. Uh, it's fun when you're mobbing. It's like a little, it, it's
1: like a little rally car. It's like Focus RS kind of fun. Like that's not the funnest around town car.
0: It it's like stiff. that. Okay. Yeah, it, but it's a lot more comfortable than the Focus RS. I, the hope seats so. are not the best that Mercedes has ever done. Mercedes hmm. seats, the, like the GLC has uh, 63, has way better seats than this GLA 45 does. This okay. is like the. It's got a nicely trimmed leather on the economy car seats. They're not the best. That for a Mercedes, which is a Bad Mercedes is pretty good for a lot of other companies. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're not terrible, but, like, it's not the best Mercedes has done. They're, like, like sure. over, uh, overly firm the cushions? Butt, the butt cushion is a little small and lacks thigh bolstering, and the seat back looks like it has lateral bolstering, but the lateral bolstering isn't firm enough. And so I found myself bracing against the door and hanging on the wheel right. much more than I wanted to. Much more so than, like, the X3M. And, and granted, that's, like, more. But these seats are not sporty enough to handle the level of grip that the car can. Gotcha. So you're kind of yeah. hanging on. Yeah, you're, you're, you're driving like a motorcycle rider. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, you know... And, and I had some trouble with the CarPlay connectivity. You can see in this photo that we've got pulled up that there was a USB-C port, and so I had my regular USB plugged into a dongle, which was then plugged into USB-C. Mm-hmm. But like, if I moved the phone at all, it would like disconnect from CarPlay. It was a little frustrating. I don't, I don't know if it was other hardware, but I've used that other hardware in other vehicles and didn't have the same problem. Gotcha. Um, you know, the, the best things about it are, are the powertrain. And the fact that it's got a lot of like headroom and legroom and a big you know hatchback trunk. Um, if you had an STI or an Evo or a Focus RS or a Golf R, and you wanted to go half a step up but still keep that fizzy rally car feeling, this is what that would
1: be. Mm-hmm. Um, Golf R is less, a lot less money actually than this. The it's Golf like R is 40s. a lot less money, but yeah. this
0: is significantly faster out of the box than a Golf R. I yeah. mean, this this engine is a is a like there's nothing wrong like I like a Golf R, don't get me wrong. It's a really nice car for the money and I recommend them to people a lot. This does feel like a step up from that in terms of you know, uh, in in um crispness. The, crisp the, the 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 engine feels hotter and fizzier. You know, and it feels like it it feels like there's more going on there. You know, the Golf R two liter is good, but not particularly exciting until you start right. doing shit to it. This is a pretty exciting engine out of the box. It does a couple little pops and bangs, but not too many. It has a nice uh, uh, throttle or spark cut sound when you shift up the ooh, it has a it's not ooh, farty that's cool. like the the golf it's mm-hmm. more cracky like, a, like almost like a mclaren which i prefer yeah um and and you know uh it, it does feel like a like an amg product i mean we we ask ourselves often what if porsche built a real hatchback what if you know B- bmw built a real hatchback what if amg built a real hatchback you know this is what if amg you know we granted We don't get the A45 in America. Sorry. And the CLA sucks. You know, a slopey roof product in a small sedan like that is no, you just have a useless backseat. I like the GLA the best. And there is a GLA45S in Europe, which has even more power. Whoa. We don't get it. Um, So, uh, yeah, the basic, you know, I would get it, uh, 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 I would get the uh, AMG Dynamic Package and i i could pretty much uh leave the rest of it uh, okay. alone. Um you
1: did know you i like the back seat did huh? you try
0: to sit in the back seat? I did. It the back seat is not particularly roomy if you were behind me. Oh yeah, that makes But sense. you're if, tall. But i i've set the seat for like a more regular person and you could you could fit two, 5'10 people, you know, That's back pretty good. Right. That's pretty good. It's it, it it's all right. It's it's not tiny. Um, and I think it's, it's, uh, it makes good use of the space. It has good storage and, you know, it has, things are pretty well laid out. Um, you know, it has that touchpad thing, which is awful, oh, but it also yeah. has a touch screen. So it gives you kind of redundant options for,
1: for doing stuff. That's so redu- if you, if they can make redundancy, like the Nexo had so many hard buttons and it was a touch screen and it had a scroll knob. It was like, however you want to control things, just yeah. sure, buy the car. Yeah, like, so that's great I,
0: I I think overall I enjoyed it I don't I don't think I would buy it um, but I do think that if you like the idea of rally cars and you are lamenting your relative lack of choices and lack of premium choices, this is about the most premium that a rally car gets yeah and uh, uh, Webb has had his fur yeah we years. got a friend who has has that. a first gen and really really likes his and has had had no problems with it. Um, wow, it's got some – that's huh? a 35. Never mind. I was like, that has some legit ground clearance. Yeah, there's a 30 – they also have a 35. There's a, The difference in the 35 and the 45 is is more than you'd think. Um, the engine is actually turned the other way around. The 35 has the turbo in front of the engine and the intake in the back. The 45 has it the other way around Oh, interesting. to get more cooling into the intake in front and keep the turbo spooled up. In the hot part behind right. it, okay. So it's a, it's a completely different wow. powertrain between with the 35 to the 45. Um, it it you know it really feels like an AMG product. It doesn't just feel like they started you know tarted one up. Now in some su- in some ways, you know it still feels a little entry level. You know what I mean the some of, of the some of the materials, but but I enjoyed it. Um, and now, Zach went to Austin. To drive the bronco uh, and oh, then in it, after this we will get and get to your questions so
1: uh so I, I went to drive the bronco for haggerty season two of Rated uh kicked off with the bronco launch and um and then we take a two-week break and then the next episode airs i'm in all of the episodes this year uh with my co-host is Dio shahara except this this event uh because he was racing up pike's peak Again, because he's a psychopath. You no, know, a
0: bunch of our friends, by the way, did pretty well at Pikes Peak. I, I, I mean, got like, but Tim coming on next yeah, week. Yeah, like I think. But Tim, but Tim's team won like multiple podiums.
1: Yeah, Tanner won his class. Yeah, sweet. Uh, you know, Randy won his class. Cam Ingram um, uh, got P two in that yeah. class with Tanner. I think. Yeah did Je- did Jeff Zwart race, or did he only coach this I year? I think he coached Cam and other people. But yeah, he was, he was forget- involved in like the GT four club sport. And like, who the fuck uh, am I forgetting? Group. I'm forgetting someone else. Did Rob Hall Holland run again? I don't know if that was who I'm thinking of, but oh I, well. Popeston unplugged performance. They like, did, Yeah, they, they did, set a record they, in the They plaid. did well.
0: And what? Who the fuck else am I thinking about? I'm literally blank. I'm gonna
1: uh, not Lee. No, but but he got uh, third place at his race in um, no, Watkins. I, I don't even, I'll think of it at the absolute wrong time. But a lot of <laughs> a lot of our friends. <laughs> Did, did, did very well at uh at Pike's Peak. The conditions I guess they they closed the top section because of weather. Yeah, it's a sh- it was short sucks. course. Yeah, it right? was short it course. Was everyone turning short course? But so. but Tim's going to come on and talk all about it. Cool. I want to see what he learned from last year. Um yeah, so watch so watch uh rated on Haggerty. Um the Bronco, they're going to sell a billion of these things. I mean, like, credit where it's due. They they did a really good job analyzing the market and what the people in that market like, <clears throat> like Jeep people, off-road people, outdoor people. So... This is so customizable. So are Jeeps, right? I mean, but they did it in, they they found holes like the doors thing was a big story. You know, you can take the doors off and store them in the car. It's because they're pillarless doors. So the windows go down in the right. door. You store it, whereas with a Jeep. It's a full frame door. It's a full frame door. It's also harder to take off in the Jeep. This is two bolts and then a clever little um, plug that has a cover that flaps shut that's supposed to be waterproof, but I never, the one I saw didn't seal very well. Um, but with Jeep, it's like a different wire and, and, and three different bolts, and it's just a little bit more complicated. So they simplified that. Um, it's got these cool toe straps on top where you can, like, if you have a canoe on the roof, you can tie uh-huh. it to those things instead of the bumper. So it oh, doesn't that's h- fuck your paint so up. So doesn't – yeah, that's good. And the um, yeah, top mount tow hooks is good. Yeah, it's cool. And it, it, they're, uh, you know, sight lines for the fenders, which is nice oh, that too. for yeah, where your yeah. tires are. Um, the big thing is that on the road – it's it's much better than the last Wrangler I drove, and I I know that the last Wrangler I drove, which is the current Wrangler, mm-hmm. is atrocious on it's, the road. <laughs> I mean,
0: really, truly, truly, a, a miserable mis. And I'm talking about I drove that fifty nine thousand, sixty something thousand dollar Gladiator,
1: right? And it was atrocious. And they've the gotten a lot better. That's, you, yeah, yeah, brand new. I mean, I drove like an 08 Wrangler as a valet, and I was like, how come the steering was not connected to the wheels? Oh,
0: dude, my girlfriend
1: in high school had, uh, well, she
0: drove a Chrysler LeBaron, which is its own level of shitbox, but her family had one of those knock-around cars, because us rich white folks from Westchester, the family had a knock-around car, so that mm-hmm. happened a lot, right? Yeah. Or the, the sitter would drive it, or the maid, or whatever. It was just an extra car, and it was a 1998 Wrangler Sport four-cylinder manual dangerous at any speed yeah i mean literally at low speed you're gonna die from the fucking brakes at high speed you're gonna die from the The sway the wobble i I, I was reading (laughs)
1: david tracy's article like the wranglers are known for speed wobbles (laughs) and this weird death wobble thing and that's their steering system is different than it's not a rack and pinion it's this crazy you know knuckle to thing to thing Uh, it's a rube goldberg experiment of steering yeah and that's part of why they have so little feel and they've gotten so much better like credit to jeep the new ones are way better than the one five years ago and way better than the one five before that. Yeah. But because it has IFS, it also- And it's one fit. of those things where their customers prefer it worse.
0: I'm not a Wrangler customer. I don't think, you know, I, improving the Wrangler for me would be like Harley Davidson inventing the V-Rod and the rest of the customers being like- Fuck is that? Water cool Like pansy ass like bullshit. Bad.
1: I think people defend the thing they like. I think they like oh, enough of the so? Wrangler that if you say that's bad, that you go yes, but
0: yeah.
1: it's because it's live axle in the front, which is more durable, gets better articulation than IFS. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So that's the big discussion sure. that'll happen. This has independent front suspension and it has a normal electronic assisted rack and pinion steering. So on the highway, like, like I got regular in old and drove, steering. And it drove like a car. Uh, I forgot that I was driving. What I was driving when I was on the highway because it didn't—I didn't have to pay attention. I didn't have to hold the wheel with two hands and look for the wiggles like I do in the Wrangler. It just cruised. What it does do poorly, though, is if you hit the brakes in a turn at like sixty, it dives and then turns into the turn. like, oh, noticeably. Yeah. I was like, "Whoa!" Remember what the that fuck was what that this?
0: Hummer did. Remember in the video, the mil-spec Hummer when I stood on yeah, the brakes, yeah, yeah, you did jump that on the funky brake, shit, it does yeah, that. yeah.
1: So um, I don't think I can program that out with with production cars, but that. That was the only unsettling thing it did in terms of on road manners. But it's. You I drove made, the four and the six? I only drove the six cylinder. I, I drove know. three different six cylinders. It's a 2.7. 2.7. Does it feel fast? Oh, uh, yeah. It's quick. I mean, it's, it it's sits back ten, a lot. It's got 10 gears, right? 10 speed. Uh, yeah. 10 speed automatic. So it's it got you know, 400 pounds. 425 pound feet of torque. Um, It does. It kind of. In the lower gears, it feels like it's not sure what gear wants to be in, and it's not the smoothest shifting thing. Once you're moving, it's fine. And actually, the transmission coupled with the four-wheel drive system when we were doing the rock crawling portion with um, my host, Texas Dave, uh, it felt like a naturally aspirated motor, almost electric. Like, there's no turbo lag there's no, like, this has to spool up to get us moving. And, he, I mean, from zero miles per hour to 10, whatever, with the gearing and the programming they did, it's very impressive. Because I, w- I was expecting this as a turbo engine, you're not going to have the response you do from an NA, et cetera. And, like, with with the combination, I think, of, like, hill hold, the brakes, all the other stuff working together, yeah. the thing just I mean, I've taken really a bunch cool. of
0: turbocharged engines up the trail, and I've had, for the most part, no real issues. I mean, the G-Wagon... The so oh. G550 was turbo. True. The Land Rover Defender
1: was a turbo. Granted, it had a 48-volt hybrid supplement, but... but which I think, I think stuff like that... Yeah. Or I think the way technology is working now, it's all so good, yeah. and they programmed it so well that every engine that's built for an off-roader feels like a really good NAV8, mm-hmm. which is really helpful for crawling. And, dude, the thing is, it crawl up everything. I'm not an expert off-roader. Dave mm-hmm. is far more capable. I mean... It, it went up all the things. Of course, it did. That's the way they designed these kind of launches. It was a press launch, yeah. but I think they're going to sell a fuck ton because it looks cool. It's got a lot of clever stuff in the interior, and it's the only competition to Jeep. You know, really. I mean, they've been in a race of one for like twenty five years. you how to take the hard roof. Can you take the hard roof off easily? They they took it off quick. They did it for us for the um, for camera, uh-huh. um, not on camera, but they were like, "Oh, this is the camera vehicle. We'll take the roof off." And it just depends on which roof you get. There are so many options for this truck, dude. It's, I mean, I, I don't even know what the the analogy would be. Like, it's like walking to a tailor and, like, which suit do you want? Which interior color? What kind of tie? It's like there's different roofs. There's two different transmissions. There's different engines. There's different packages. There's different suspension. Like, there's so much shit. So I didn't have time to go through all of it. But the roofs come off pretty easily. There's soft top, hard top. It's modular. You can take it off. You can take off the front section. Did you go of the roof in a soft one top person. one at all? No, just hard top, which gets noisy at, at like seventy miles. It per does, hour. yeah. There's wind That's noise and awesome. tire noise for sure, but it's a plastic. It's a plastic roof. Oh, it is. It's not like a hard, like a hard hard roof.
0: It's like a, it's like a, like the Wrangler's roof.
1: Well, no, I mean it's hard plastic. No, but, I know, but, but like it's not like uh, body work. No, it's yeah. not. It's. Because it's it's in pieces that lock together, which is clever. So you, so you take can take the center yourself. sections off. Yeah, you can take the center off by yourself. You mm. can take the back off with another person. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's no headliner because it, it like that connects because you have to take the roof off. So yeah. there's compromises. But for what the for what the car's job is, and for the market it's going up against, like it's really good. It's cool. Very, you know, it drives great, looks great. All right. Well, if you've got questions yeah.
0: about Bronco, get in the super chat, and Zach will pull up the rest. right now are you still? Do you need a Do you need a C and P, or is it? Uh... I got a
1: C and P. Oh yeah, right. Well, actually, how many? Uh, While
0: well, Zach's doing that, uh, Magnus, our pal, stopped by and left us some gifts. He left his new uh, coloring book that he's doing with Fireball Tim, the Get Out and Drive uh, coloring book, which has got nineteen of Magnus's cars in iconic uh, Los Angeles settings, Uh, and he got a—he actually—this is G as fuck—he dropped off his collaboration with Nike, uh, and I got the 277 Nike uh, SBs, which are awesome. They've got the British flag, the Urban Outlaw color scheme, and a Tartan— Inside. Oh, that's cool. The tartan interior wow. is G. I hadn't seen that. Uh, I have people on Instagram telling me that I should not wear these because there's some kind of investment. I think fuck to the that. Yeah, I should rock these. These are cool. Yeah, wear the shoes. They like, look they look better in person even than they did on they're Instagram. They're really cool. On Instagram, they look. Um, on Instagram, it looked like he was trying to do a pre dirty thing. I'm not really about pre dirty. It's a. I don't know if. If you guys you car people know about pre-dirty, but it's a big thing in LA shoe fashion right now. The shoes, you buy these shoes and they're like $600 and they look pre-dirty, which is dumb. Which as is the fuck. dumbest fucking thing in the world. And at first I thought these were pre-dirty and I was less into them, except now that they're here, they are not pre-dirty. They're like it's it looks like the leather is just vintage enough that, like, the second you start wearing them, it will start str- – that's not on the screen. Oh, yeah. It will start strategically – like, it looks like it's meant to wear in an accelerated way, but it's
1: not pre-dirty. Well, it's got, like, um, kind of cracked leather. Yeah. Like a, like the, you know, uh, dry lake bed right. in August when yeah. it's all cracked up. Very
0: exciting. I'm happy for Magnus. This must yeah. have been. This must have taken a lot of time and phone calls and emails. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. But I'm not going to be a bitch about it. I'm going to wear them. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah, yeah. If someone gives you a gift, what I mean about and plus. Well, and the guy that gave it
1: to you is all about driving. About the using cars, the things. Don't bubble things. Yeah. Da, 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 da. So yeah. Y- you can't. Though they look. Got it. You got it. I gotta, should. Gotta wear while them.
0: we're doing questions, I'm going to try one. Oh, geez, yeah. Put the them on. Down. I'm going to try them on and see if. Uh, They're comfy because I got these big fat
1: bread loaf feet. Uh, What do you got, Zach? All right. Our first question is uh, uh, Matthew Polk. three
0: different sets of laces, dude. They did not not fucking cheap out on the laces.
1: Nice. Oh, man. those are I like the red ones. Oh, is
0: this like, these are going to be the ones that are worth money? You're going to be like, laces never untied together. I mean, it comes with these two. For
1: some people, I don't know. you, you don't need to invest in a pair of shoes you were given no. to by a man who likes to drive the <laughs> fuck out of his cars <laughs> you know you have you have watches
0: oh no they have oh
1: alright I hate when they do upside down lacing
0: on these though that's
1: okay uh, oh yeah you, you know how to lace your shoe really quick because the Reebok days. I do. I do are those yeah. laced correctly
0: they're laced in the in what you they're they're inside out down. laced,
1: which is from top down.
0: Is, yeah, top down. It's like a, kind of a higher fashion way to do it. I, I like to lace them like traditional, but that's okay. I'm just gonna try them on. Okay, right. what do you got? Uh,
1: Matthew Polk says he notices we've been drinking some different whiskeys. Have either of us tried Japanese whiskey like Hibiki, Taketsuru, Yamazaki, or other countries like India or Australia? Uh, if so, what do we think? Yamazaki. We drank a bunch of years ago when it was amazing and cheap. I think Fad turned us onto it. Yeah. And then I and remember one year we went to get a shot and it was twenty six dollars. And I went, wait, what happened? All of a sudden, it won whiskey of the year. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was hundreds and hundreds of dollars a yeah. bottle. So that was unfortunate. Uh, I don't. I don't think Habiki is as interesting or as delicious as Yamazaki at all, personally. Oh, what wait. do you think? Fuck yeah, pretty dude. Pretty fucking dope, right? Dude, they're
0: sweet. These are cool. Yeah. Magnus! That's really cool. Hooking up the kicks. These look dope and they fit. They do actually fit, even with my fat feet. Sick. Now I have special occasion sneakers. The interior is cool. I've been waiting for a special
1: occasion sneaker
0: to come back. I haven't had a special occasion sneaker in a while.
1: Yeah, I have those, um, what was that sponsor we had, the, uh, Benetton or oh, something? Oh, yeah, uh,
0: Beckett Simmon. Beckett Simmons, yeah. which I
1: love, and they sent you a pair that were too small, and you gave me, and they fit perfect, and I have amazing. their like
0: dress shoes, and they are dope, Dude, but I don't, so have a, I don't have a fancy sneaker. Uh, Matthew, uh, I have tried yeah a, a bunch of those. I like the Japanese stuff very much. I haven't fucked with Indian whiskey. We may have to go hunting for some of that. Yeah, Um, or Australia, Um, but I do like, uh, I do love me a quality Japanese whiskey, and we have a bottle of Hibiki and a bottle of Yamazaki in the lounge right now. Yes. Tim says, oh, just wanted to say hi. Hi, Tim. Jay Owens says, uh, why are manufacturers not making range-extending EVs an option? Seems like a good stopgap for problems of long trips and for EV trucks that tow. Well, manufacturers do make range extended EVs. They're, they call them plug-in hybrids. Right. Um, that's pretty much what they are. Um, the problem actually has to do with regulation. If the vehicle's gas range, meaning the fuel economy times the ga- gallons in the tank, um, like base, I can't. I'm not going to describe this right. But basically, the BMW in making the i3's range extender had to artificially reduce the gas range by shrinking the size of the fuel tank in order to get a certain credit that they were needed when they were building that car. That's, so why, the, that's why it only has like a five-gallon yeah, yeah. tank, right? Yeah. So, there. The bottom line is I think the regulations and the tax credits and all that are incentivizing ev- pure EVs or plug-in hybrids and not EVs that also have range extenders, not to mention a gas powertrain is heavy, requires a fuel tank, requires a cooling system, requires all this other stuff. And so if you've got heavy batteries and electric motors, and now we're putting a powertrain on top of that, you're really getting into heavy, heavy vehicles, and you're starting to run out of space to put things, you know? So I think you've either got the plug-in hybrid, which has... 40 miles of range to cover your day-to-day needs, and then a proper gas powertrain for you, either performance or highway driving, uh, or, uh, you know, a two to 300-mile EV that really covers uh, almost all your needs as long as you've got the right, uh, you know, charging solutions. I think that's probably why.
1: And uh, we got a bunch more that didn't actually populate in the viewer activity tab, so that's oh. why I'm copying and pasting. Oh, okay. uh, Javier, wow, thanks for your donation. Thank you, Javier. That is very generous. Um, do we,
0: uh, is it, do just read this Okay, uh, let's say Nathan bought an Audi S4 B7 Avant with a six-speed. Sell or keep? Has rare Uttinger body kit. Um, Audi S4 B7 has... An engine that is a ticking time bomb. Those plastic timing chain guides. Uh, our friend Bozy, the Bozy bot, says that he will never work on a B7S4 engine. The RS4 doesn't have this problem. So, uh, And nobody cares about the Uttinger body kit. There's like six people on VW Vortex that care about that. Nobody else gives a shit. Um, I would say sell while it's still working because it soon will not be. <laughs> And I say I say that as someone who owned and loved a B6 S4. It was nice uh, while it was working, but those that engine is not long for this world. Um, All right, we get down. Holy shit, we got a lot. Okay, Sean says uh, now that commuting is back, I realize my ND Miata isn't great. No fucking shit. What's your ideal commuter <laughs> for 15k? Something electric, like a volt or yes. use Lexus. Yeah, I mean a volt is fabulous. Volt's amazing. Yeah. If your commute is less than like I mean, volt has like forty five miles of EV. Yeah. So, you know, even if your commute is Forty-five miles each way. You know, it it still gets about forty miles to the gallon on the gas range extender. So you know, you can you know, you can really reduce your gas bill. And I love the Volt. It drives yeah. much more like an EV th- than it does like a Prius. Yes, um, rides great. They're very they're good. So I do recommend a second a second gen Volt. If you get one of them. Um, you might be able to get a fucking. What's the Cadillac? Elr? Can yeah, you get an Elr? I've seen them get an Elr too. There you go. If you can get one of those for under fifteen, that'll be kind of awesome car. I, yeah, yeah, Either that's one. the coolest looking car you can find for fifteen grand probably. That's a good point. It's up there, right? Yeah. Uh, Luis Correa says, "What's your go-to gear for riding motorcycles, and what gear should you never cheap out on? Gear for riding motorcycles. Yeah, never. <laughs> should, yeah, none, don't none cheap of it. Out on don't it. cheap out on, it. out on any of it. Um, I, I." Am not uh, necessarily a model of perfection when it comes to motorcycles. Uh, I have to balance my riding is typically done around the city uh, for day to day errands and appointments, and so I can't just put on a full a full body suit or leathers or crazy boots that I can't like walk in. So I have a sh- shoei. Is how do you pronounce s h o e i shui? Uh, S-H-O-E-I, a nice helmet. I get a new helmet every two years. It's nothing super, super crazy, but it's one that's, like, well-rated and full face. Uh, And I have a scorpion jacket. I have two versions of the same jacket, the summer jacket and the winter jacket. One is like meshy and one is solid, but they're the identical jacket that you might not even notice like switch between the two in my videos because they look exactly the same. Uh, and I then have some Dian- Dianeese yeah, yeah. boots that uh, look kind of like sneakers, like fancy sneakers or, or uh or fancy shoes kind of and uh, and they're they're you know proper motorcycle boots and then I have Alpine Stars gloves I have some summer gloves and some winter gloves and uh, and then I just wear jeans i don't I don't wear special special pants uh, and maybe I should I don't you can you know. also get you you know Kevlar reinforced jeans and they stuff. have yeah I know, I know they're yeah. a lot warmer they're hotter they make me really hot and and it's just the 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 risk guy. I should probably buy them for days where I go up in the canyons. I you guess should, but... because
1: regular jeans will slide off or mm-hmm. burn through like feet I like if you fall down. No, I know. which you it's, don't. I'm you not don't fall, like, like I but, said. Yeah. I'm not perfect. Yeah.
0: But like that's that's what I ride in. Um Quinn says, uh there's a lot of fast SUVs today, but do we remember the BMW X five Le Mans? It was when they put a, a seven hundred horsepower V twelve uh, with a manual gearbox into a first gen X five. I do remember it. There's some fun videos of I believe a Han Stuck driving it around the Nürburgring, ring and it it did predate all the super um the super SUVs. It was cool. That's very it cool. It was very cool. You know, and they were did they did it I think um I think uh, it, it used, I think, a version of, like,
1: a of McLaren the McLaren F1 yeah, engine. Yeah, the McLaren F1 engine. Yeah,
0: it was pretty crazy. It was carbon um, intake. Yeah, pretty wild stuff. The prototype is still is still kicking around somewhere. Yeah. Cool. Who wrote that? Uh, Aaron Robinson. Aaron Robinson. Aaron Car Robinson wrote it January 2001, Car and Driver. Yeah, very cool stuff. Uh, Kurt says, I got a uh, Maserati Levante Trofeo thanks to us. Um and uh he's saying should he should he buy a Hellcat wide body video? I don't think I need anything else. I mean, that's a fast car.
1: You certainly don't need more car than that, neither no. in square footage, weight, or power. I feel like those two cars are a little redundant. They're both fast people carriers that are kinda extroverted. Yeah. So I don't know if you like I would I don't know, Hellcat'll do burnouts and Levante won't. It's kinda fancy, but I, I think they're a little bit there's a little too much overlap for me on to to both. I agree. Trent says, um,
0: they, oh boy. Uh, oh, the guy with the 09 Pontiac GT. Currently the my vibe, show yeah. car. Oh boy. Looking for a newer turbo hatch? Prefer all wheel drive, WRX, Golf R, or other niche vehicles? Um, I mean, there's a Veloster N. It's not all wheel drive. But I mean, there isn't anything new under the sun here. Newer turbo hatches. You've got the GTI. You've got the WRX isn't a hatch. You've got the Mazda three.
1: Well, it depends uh, on what, yeah. touring. If he's going newer but used still, then like the WRX hatch is an option there. I guess sure. that the egg, okay. But yeah, all the stuff we've said before. I like the Golf R so much. It's just it'll it'll feel so nice compared to the five GT. That's true. I mean, I'd probably get a Golf R. There's
0: there's no there aren't any other niche vehicles. There, I mean, there just aren't. Yeah. Unfortunately, Uh, Ray says, if paint to sample was available to our current cars, what would we choose for each? I'd like to have my Ferrari 308 in uh, 328, excuse me, in British Racing Green. I was going to say that for M3. Yeah. I mean, British Racing Green is awesome. The Countach is perfect and does not need to be changed at all. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't change. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't probably ask for cassis red. My original plan for the Safari was to paint it Dalmatian blue, and that's my favorite Porsche color Mm -hmm. still. But now that we know how well it turned out, I certainly wouldn't change the color of the Safari. But if I was doing a new Porsche project, if I was going to give a million dollars to Gunther, I would ask for Dalmatian blue. Which is a fun color. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Miles says, uh, I just graduated with my master's degree and I want to celebrate my student debt balance with a good road trip book. Fishing, fiction or otherwise, a road trip book. P.G. O'Rourke um,
1: uh, Drive Like Crazy.
0: Yeah. That drive, looks so entertaining. That's a good one. Um, Cannonball by Brock Yates also is a uh, classic. Yeah. Um, there's uh, uh, what's uh, Travels with Charlie. Isn't that, that uh, Jack Kerouac? That's a Jack... Or, uh, it is, right? Travels with something. Isn't that Jack Kerouac? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Steinbeck. Steinbeck. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, those are good ones. Those are good. Yeah. I would start there. And then... Uh, oh, what was the other one I... The Mary Roach stuff is just super fun. Like, Mary Roach is writes uh, books about, like, the things you don't think about about topics that are, like, she writes a book about war called Grunt, and it doesn't talk about weapons or murdering anybody or war strategy or battles. It talks about how to keep a soldier from getting diarrhea. It talks about how to keep, you know what I mean, how to keep a soldier from overheating. Mm, and like Interesting. Yeah, all these different ones. Like, I just finished Packing for Mars, which is about... All the things you never thought about sending a human to space. Like, shit we take for granted right now, like, the fact that our digestive system works in space? Like, there was a time where they did not know if you could consume food in space. Yeah, You know what I mean? They're yeah. like, and it was, like, how they figured out the very basics of things that we no longer think about keeping a human alive in space. And so she wrote that one. Go back to the list. There's other ones. Um, Grunt is the one about... Soldiers oh um, uh, uh, gulp is the one about how your digestive system works. I read stiff, which is the one about corpses and dying um, and uh, that one is that one was really crazy. Human the one about cadavers. Uh, and I forget what bonk is about. Bonk was uh, 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 oh in like what happens in in labs? Uh, the study. Oh, of no, it's the one physiology. about boning. It's the one yeah. about, it's
1: the physiology of sex. That's Which what is it like, is. Um, that was at Showtime show. What was it called? Master of Sex. Yeah. All about the studying back in um, the 50s. So I can't
0: recommend Mary Roach's books highly enough. They're cool. all really fun and interesting, and you can just blast right through them. Um, so uh, Zach says, Bronco question. Is the two points that you didn't drive the stick,
1: so you don't actually know? I didn't. Um, I would say go read David Tracy's review on Jalopnik. The TLDR of that is uh, the small engine actually gets worse mi- worse mileage on the highway <laughs> than in the city. It gets like 17 highway, 18 city because it's so weak. Yeah, and so that's, uh, that's automatically bad, which is that's bad. a bad sign. You know, so it really, if it's a city runabout and a trail car. Sure, you can get the 2.3. Um, he liked the manual. Everyone I know who drove the manual liked it. But if you're going to be driving on the highway a lot, you know, and if you can afford the larger engine, I would get the larger engine. Because I don't think it's that ex- – I don't think – I think it's like $1,800 more. I should – I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. But if you can afford the larger engine, it will make everything easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine towing with the four-cylinder or something if you wanted to bring, no. like, a boat I or a can't, bike? The odd. Uh, I remember that –
0: Four cylinder Wrangler so well that I would never buy a vehicle like that without having the biggest available engine.
1: Um, Let's see. Oh, what, I was trying to look up what the, what the, the engine option option cost. cost was. Oh, but I, that's, that's buried. That's buried.
0: Uh, thanks, Diz. Wanted to compliment my Tradecraft Farms vape clouds. Thank you very much. Ethan F. Yes says, oh, we wait, no, nope, sorry. One. Scouting for Zen says, Based on your experience, how much do modern tires change the behavior and scariness of classic sports cars and supercars? A ton. A ton. The idea that a 930 turbo Porsche is somehow a widowmaker with 235 horsepower uh, when you've got Pilot Sport 4S tires is absurd. Um, uh, Most of those cars, you know, uh, know, and my old cars... Um, I never drove a 328 on a really original tires, but like I have some brand new Conti's on there now that fucking have a really a lot of grip. Um, Zach, remember that 308 up in the canyons driven by that dude, Bo? And we were in like the M6 and this dude is like caning this thing. Holy shit. Yeah. Carrera GTs, all these, all these cars with modern
1: tires are very, very easy to drive. Yeah. I mean, it changes everything a lot. Um, yeah. Because the, the tires break away slower now. They yeah. have higher grip in, in general. Um, material science has changed a lot. I, I think we can also give a lot of credit to the lap times of it, you know, from mm-hmm. Nürburgring or whatever to tire technology. Yeah. Uh, it it really does significantly improve the
0: performance of of old cars to the point where it does remove that scary from a, a substantial portion of that of that scary. I mean, I've driven fucking. Cars that should be super hairy if they were on you know the tires they came with, but like like the Yellowbird, dude. I drove the Yellowbird. The Yellowbird. You saw that Stefan Roser video, dude. Mm-hmm. That shit is fucking bananas, right? Yeah. You know you've seen the fascination, like. But I was I wasn't like sliding it intentionally, but I was going full throttle in second gear in the you know and and really getting on the throttle and that car with 470 horsepower and 2200 or 2300 pounds. No problem here. You know what I mean? It was not, there was no question that I was going to actually break the fucking rear tires. Right, loose. Whereas right. that, par, that car probably could have done that you know, out of, with the original tire. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So uh, That's that the it. deal. That's the deal. Zach is going to Italy. Yes. Uh, when are you leaving? Friday afternoon. Zach's going to go to Marinello and play with some Ferraris in Italy, Dude, which, get is a factory tour, which is pretty awesome. Really cool. uh, and I'm going to do a show on Friday... Uh, the All Watch Show. It's going to be with Ariel Adams, uh, who has a great car adjacent name um, of a blog to watch, and we're going to do the Smogentire podcast. But we're going to get to all, we're going to do all your watch stuff. It's going to be a whole episode about watches on the Smogentire podcast. So if you have questions live for that's going to be this Friday, and Jay Ryan will be producing because Zach will be on a plane to Marinello. Yes. Um, aside from that, you can watch Zach's uh, Bronco review over on the Haggerty. YouTube channel, um, they have picked up my show modified for another round, but nice. we're not gonna air it. We're gonna fi- not filming it until Q4 and airing it in Q1. So, okay. so we'll be filming it in, in which is good because I don't want to film at racetracks in August anyway. No, you don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I want to film at racetracks in October and November. That's that's nice. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, that's our show. Did I miss anything on my list that I really wanted to cover today? I don't think so. No. Nothing else. My GLA 45 review will be coming out next week. The... And uh, we have, oh, I just got the Maybach SUV. It yeah. looks sick. I want to look at that thing. <laughs> it looks sick. Ghost I can't Infinite. wait. Uh, all right. That's our show. See you later. Bye.